Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, are we on? Oh, okay, we're on. Oh, all right. Sorry, folks. I, I was uh, trying to... Whew, a little rusty there on a the duck call. It's been a whole year. But anyway, today is the opening day of duck season. And uh, some people will argue about that. And, uh, well, I heard a couple of guys earlier this morning uh, getting into it. Let's let's take a listen. Here we go. Uh, it didn't end up so good, did it? Well, it's actually both the rabbit or rabbit season, small game, as well as duck season, at least in the west zone of Louisiana. Are you heading out there? Well, if you are, good luck because you may need it. Uh, you might find it a little tough out there. The flyover from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries that was conducted this week is the worst ever recorded as far as the low number of ducks in the state of Louisiana. We'll give you all the sad details coming up in a little bit. Uh, we always have a few bright spots, though. There will be some good shooting as well as lots of poor shooting and Uh, You'll find out with us as we take you into opposite ends of the state into a couple of duck blinds a little bit later on in our second hour. Well, you've probably heard because this has been all over social media this week. There are new speckled trout regulations coming to a boat near you. If you haven't heard, I'll run them down and ask you to tell us, uh, are you happy or unhappy and, and why? Use our text line. That's reserved for your fishing reports, your hunting reports, your questions and your comments, uh, tell us who you are, where you're listening from at 504-260-1870. That's our real-time into-the-studio text line. Also got the latest red snapper quota numbers, and, yeah, they're still available out there. Hanging in there. you still got some time to catch some red snapper before the season shuts down for 2023. And speaking of offshore fishing, well, the Coastal Conservation Association and Chevron have dropped another offshore fishing reef, this one in Vermilion Block 144. We'll tell you more about that. Also got a whole staff of field reporter professionals. They're lined up to pass along the latest fishing and hunting information for you. And if you are an Alabama deer hunter and you have or plan to get an impressive picture of you and a big buck, 
and are an Alabama or Auburn football fan, there's a very interesting contest called the Iron Bowl of Deer Season. I'm going to tell you about that. And also, speaking of deer season, got a couple of bad boys, a story about them and how they found themselves in trouble with the game wardens. Your coastal marine forecast looks like this. Well, if you headed offshore, east winds 10 to 15, 2 to 4 foot seas. That's going to continue through tomorrow. Maybe uh, become a little more northeasterly and the seas drop off a foot or so. On the interior lakes and bays, it's more of a duck day than a fishing day. Northeast winds 10 to 15 with a light chop, about a 30% drizzling rain to start off this morning and possibly again tomorrow morning. Average tide range 0.8. Mississippi River still very low for this time of the year, 3.0. Stage is set. We've got a lot of hunting seasons open. we got fishing going on. We had some really good fall fishing reports till these uh, wind switched around and the rainy weather came in. But uh, if you headed out, make sure you got that rain suit and be careful at the boat launches. Duck hunters leave in the dark. It's a little crowded on opening day. If you're a fisherman, give it a little bit of a break. Maybe wait it out till daylight and let the duck hunters get out there. Make sure you got those PFDs. And uh, I'm going to tell you about a program that talks all about duck hunting on the water and safety that you can catch up on this week. All that's coming up. We got a pinch hitter for Robbie Campo next. Glenn Sanchez, very familiar voice, uh, updated us with fishing information for over a decade. We'll be back to get a report from him and a whole lot more to talk about on a Saturday morning in the great outdoors. And you're listening to it on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Normally on this time on a Saturday morning, we're getting a fishing report from Robbie Campo. Robbie likes to hunt, and he's up in Kentucky doing just that right now. And when he does, we get Glenn Sanchez, another familiar voice on this radio show, to join us to give us a fishing report for the St. Bernard, uh, Shell Beach, Delacroix, and uh, all those areas down there in the parish known as St. Bernard. Glenn, good morning. Thanks for getting up with us. Glenn, let me ask you something. All those years of getting up before daylight to go down and open up the marina uh, six or seven days a week, do you still get up early like that, or have you been able to learn to sleep late? Well, well, 
during the summer, I was sleeping late because it was so hot. But now I'm, I'm fishing so much, I'm, I'm getting up every morning. <laughs> I got up this morning. I didn't. The alarm clock didn't even go off. I thought I was fishing again, but it's Saturday. Well, I'm glad you've been out fishing because you primed to give us a report. And I tell you what, last report Robbie gave us, man, fishing was really good down there. Has that kept up this week? Yes, yes, yeah. Fishing, fishing's been on fire. You know, I mean, which which nice this year is that there's fish across the marsh. I mean, there's fish from the river to Mississippi. You just need to go out there and hunt and peck until you find them. And, and once you find them, then then you can you know put them in the boat. But uh, there's plenty of fish. There's so many small fish out there right now. If everything goes right with the weather, we should have an incredible uh, year next year because I've never seen so many small fish. Yeah, and, and that's going to be. Salt. And it's going to be important to uh, to make sure you release them properly so that they will be able to grow and uh, become next year's keepers. Uh, Glenn, given the situation, we got northeast wind, which generally brings water in. Uh, we got, you know, it's fall, and we're not quite there where the water temperatures have really dropped. Where would you suggest people go? Are there trout in the marsh, or are they going to be in the mist to go? I think it might be a little breezy unless you really find some protected water if you're going to be in the bigger lakes and bays. I, I think you're going to end up having to go into the marsh and find something tight, you know, uh, a drain or some kind of funnel where, you know, the water's moving. But, you know, just to try and stay out the wind, because it's going to be kind of hard to, to try and fish bays and lakes today, I believe. But it can be done because uh, last week, Mike and I, uh, they had that front come through Monday, and we went Thursday in a 20-mile-an-hour wind, and we drifted. And we picked up our limit. I mean, it wasn't super fast, but the fish were pretty. But we had drift socks out and to slow us down. And we still we still got it done in all that wind. Glenn, a lot of times when we start talking jargon, you know, <laughs> the language of the industry, people ask me later, what are you talking about? Drift socks. That's not something you put on your feet. Explain how to rig a drift sock and how you fish with it. Well, yeah, a drift swap sock is kind of like a, a parachute, and you drag it outside, you know, behind the boat. And we'll drag it off the side so the boat will, will flow parallel, and then I'll use the trolling motor to keep it steady. And actually what I do on a windy day, I hook a drift sock to a drift sock. I'll use two of them. And it slows us down so much that you have the opportunity to fish. Right, keeps you in that you know? strike zone longer. Yeah, parachute, I love that description. That's a perfect description. It's kind of like a water parachute that you put out there to, to slow the boat down and control it. Uh, you mentioned yeah. your fishing buddy, Mike. How long you and Mike been fishing together? Ooh, 35 years, I guess. Yeah. Well, you all know each other's moves, like a quarterback and a wide receiver, huh? Unbelievable. I mean, we, we it's like a dance in the boat. We know exactly what one another is doing. I take somebody else fishing with me, and it's like, oh, no, man, he doesn't know the routine. <laughs> Glenn, have you been using uh, the artificial, or you've been using a live or a combination? I know you go both ways with it. I, I do, but there's been so much bait in the water this year. They still want that shrimp. Well, a couple more fronts, the shrimp will all be gone, and then they'll they'll be hitting movement. But right now, you know, you can go out, you can catch some on the artificial. You just have to work so much harder, and I'm not into that anymore. I'm getting old. <laughs> Glenn, what is your thoughts on the new regulations? Uh, we're going to go to a 13 to 20-inch slot, two over the 20 inches you can keep, and reduce it to 15 fish. What are your thoughts? 
Well, I think it's going to help. I, I wish they would have given us a little bit larger slot. And when I say that, I think they could have done two over 22, not 20. Because there's so many guys in the summertime that go on the outside and fish. They're going to have a hard time catching small fish. You know, I mean, they, they're not going to go out there anymore for two fish. Yeah, that Brent, those Brenton Sound Island guys. I mean, right. uh, you know, that's that's some big fish out there, and even in the open bays, it uh, they could have been done a little bit more on that as far as giving you, you know, keeping a couple more of the bigger fish. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's not, it's not like if, if you know if you you had say four big fish per person instead of two, that's not going to hurt anything. You're only talking about two extra fish per person, you know, but. You know, everything's changing. You know, the technology, there's so much technology out there right now, the fish don't really stand a chance. <laughs> well, you might say that, but a lot of people argue about who's in, who's got the upper hand, them or the fish. Glenn, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, thanks for filling in. I, I, we'll have you with us next week. Robbie's gone for two weeks, so uh, hopefully we'll hear from him that he was successful up there in Kentucky and got him a deer. Does he pay you on uh, any venison? Does he share that venison with you? No, he he pays me a lot of shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty good check too, Glenn. Thanks well, for the report know, as always. Before you go, you got anything else? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I tell everybody. You, you, everybody saw Bubba Gump, right? Forrest right. Gump, right? And for two days, Bubba told Forrest all the best ways to have shrimp, all the best ways for all the recipes, but he forgot the best way to have shrimp, and that's live on a hook. There you go. <laughs> well put. <laughs> Glenn, thanks again, my friend, and I remind everybody to be safe, as you always do out there, particularly on yeah, open absolutely. day of duck season, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Just remember, that duck is not worth shooting somebody over. So be careful where you sling that hook, because I had to take a hook out of somebody last week. <laughs> uh, you do it all. You're a surgeon, too. Huh? Thanks, Glenn. We'll talk to you next week, all right. my friend. Bye-bye. There he goes, Glenn Sanchez. Always a pleasure to talk with Glenn. All right, we come back. we got another guy it's a pleasure to talk with, Jeff Brule. He's got a freshwater fishing report waiting for you, just waiting for you. He's got it. Stick around. Catch it. You'll do that next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And it's time for our freshwater and bass report with Jeff Brule. It's brought to you by Pure Fishing in Berkeley and the new Berkeley Drift Walker Saltwater. It's an ideal top water. You know, you get those slick, calm days when you want a finesse approach to Drift Walker Saltwater. Got that subtle action that's going to trigger even the wariest of fish. It's got a long walking stride, and that maximizes the time spent in the strike zone without moving forward. It's a perfect lure for shy fish that don't commit to other baits 
all the popular colors, chrome, black gold, pearl white, black silver, also chrome and chartreuse, and also the redhead, one of my favorites. Check it out. It's by Berkeley. It's called the Drift Walker Topwater for Saltwater Fishermen. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, boy, i got a lot, lot to report on this morning, some good, some bad. What's happening? Yeah, the, the fishing is improving, but it's still kind of tough out there. Uh, got some reports from Venice uh, that say Venice is improving. Yeah, kind of, I guess the salt waters come in and kind of stayed where it wants, and the fresh waters where it wants. And you got to kind of find those spots on the main river that are good. Uh, you're still flipping canes, still the best tactics, but you could throw some spinner baits. Uh, I always look for wood cover down there. That's always a prime spot. It provides shade and protection. You know, cheer across, pit bosses on a Florida rig, and peg it with a three-eighths to a half-ounce sinker. Is you know you can go and catch fish for that. And then you look for submerged grass because that means the salt water is not there and the fresh water is still there. Some of the areas are void of grass, and that means the salt water's come in and kill some of that fresh water grass. So kind of avoid those there if you're looking for bass. Now there might be other fish in there, but if you're looking for bass, that's not the way to go. So right now, some of the places are totally salt water, and you can go in there and you not catch a bass. And you go to another canal, another point on the main river, and there they'll be. So you just kind of stick and move, and then you'll find some bass in Venice. Uh, Jeff, uh, the, the Chafalaya Basin, the Henderson area, really low water there, not only due to the lower Chafalaya, but this is the time of the year where they actually drain that Henderson Swamp to kill the, the uh, noxious vegetation there. And someone sent me some video where it was really strange. There were cracks in the grounds with cypress trees around it. There's a real lack of water there. Is there some good fishing where you get into some of the deeper areas where they're still holding water? Yeah, they say they're catching the sockeye over there right now because of the water. So uh, it just concentrates them down into the canals. Uh, and, you know, they got to be in the water. So they, when the water's drained off the lower areas where the cypress trees are, I think you can see it off the interstate. But uh, you just... Take a jig and a cork and fish some of those pockets and points where the water's fairly deep and uh, they're stacked in there if you can find the right area. So uh, the low water just pushes the fish uh, into the deeper canals and you look for lay downs and things like that and you should, should go along and be able to find some over there. Jeff, last week I had some requests for reports on Spanish Lake and the Delcrum Canal area. What did you find out over there? Uh, I called around and got some info. Uh, not very good news. Uh, basically, they said the hot base was chartreuse dynamite with a sharp fuse. They said, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> yeah. So it's just one of the areas of the state that probably is lacking a little attention. Um, sometimes these shallow water spots, due to the heat or freezes, they just don't hold a lot of fish. They're not very deep and no place to protect the fish. But, the, you know, the report I got, most of the guys say they'd rather go to the basin or drive even an hour and a half, two hours somewhere else than to go in that area. Jeff, what about uh, North Shore, Lake Pontchartrain, East Pearl, West Pearl, Chifuncta, Tangipaho, Tickfaw, all the Amid, all those rivers that dump into the lakes? What are you hearing? Well, I went to the East Pearl last week, and I can tell you it's clear. You, you launched, we launched over on the Mississippi side, and six foot down, you can see where the piling went into the ground. It's just unbelievably clear. Uh, we did. I did do my homework. We went brim fishing, uh, so we caught caught a lot of nice fish, a good mix. Uh, but a uh, few bass. But uh, we had to go over to the middle and west middle to catch. But most of the rivers on the north shore, uh, the fish is pretty decent. Uh, Lacombe and 
some of the areas like that. They're still feeding on the shrimp down the mouth of some of the bayous and things. You can find them in there, mix with them, tongue with small speckled trout. They'll have a good day. But we call goggle eye, red ear, white perch, bram, and, and bass. They all hit a little beetle spin. Oh, what a nice trip that was. All right, now I gave you an assignment last time we talked uh, to contrast catching brim in the fall, which a lot of people give up on it. They're out there doing the spring when they're easy to find and catch. What can you tell us for somebody that's interested in doing what you did last week and going after panfish in the fall season? Well, for me, by far the best brim bait that you can use this time of year is that 132nd or 116th ounce beetle spin. You can cover a lot of water. It can you be fished in various depths. You, know, you can fish it shallow against the bank or across grass beds. Or like with us, we found some fish on laydowns, and you can kind of work it through those areas with a little bit of practice, you know, to avoid the hangups. But it's just a versatile bait. It kind of helps you. They're not going to be concentrated this time of year. You're not going to catch 20 off a of bed like you do in the springtime, but. Well, you know, we caught a nice mess of fish, probably caught 30 fish the other day, just on a beetle spin around treetops and cypress trees. Uh, the other thing you can do is go to the live bait, red worms, crickets, grubs, or even gulp crickets under a cart with a few split shots. And uh, when, you know, when you catch fish with the beetle spin, you can slow down and throw that. Uh, if you go with a fly, fly rod, that's a or a long pole with a black hair jig. That's a fun way to catch them. Uh, but mainly docks, cypress trees, pad fields, they're just going to be more scattered out this time of year than they are when they're bedding. But it's still a great time of year to catch them. they really good fish to eat. And Like I said, we had a nice mess of about 14, 15 fan fish and some big white perch mixed in with it all off the beetle spin, and it was just a great trip. Well, you sum it up in a great way that uh, fall fishing, it's more catch a few here and there and move rather than springtime where you find a bed and you wear them out in the bed. Uh, excellent report, Jeff. I'm going to give you an A-plus on the homework, my friend. Good job. Uh, uh, better than I did in the past when I was sitting in the classroom, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, thanks for the great report, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time, my friend. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Don. All right, there he goes. Jeff Brule. His reports, again, are brought to you by Pure Fishing and Berkeley. All right, coming back after this, I'm going to get to those text messages. You want to shoot us one? we got a lot on the table to talk about. 504-260-1870. Please include your name and where you're listening to us. We're back to do it right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, Louisiana's offshore recreational fishermen this year were granted almost a million-pound quota, 934,000 and some change red snapper. And as of October the 29th, uh, just about uh, almost two weeks ago, we had reached about 90% of that. So about 10% of the quota was left. I'm sure it's going to be caught soon in the next couple of weeks. But for now, the red snapper season is well and open. So get out there and get you some. And I might have to wait for a little calmer day to do it than what we got at least today. All right. uh, When we come back from this uh, 10-second station ID, I got some news for you Alabama buck hunters and you Louisiana duck hunters. That's next along with your Texas to 504-260-1870. But first, we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I wanted to catch you uh, duck hunters before you head out and uh, tell you what you're looking at if you're headed out this morning. It's the opening day of the West Zone. We had the Youth and Veteran Weekend last weekend. Everybody can hunt this weekend. 
Unfortunately, there's some real tough news that came from the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries flyover that they did Monday through Wednesday. They fly over the marshes, the swamps, do a duck count. Here's the basic comments. This survey of 584,000 ducks in the coastal region in the Liberal River Basin is the lowest ever on record. It's 27% lower than last November's record low, so we beat another record. Uh, The estimate is 36% lower than the five-year average and 61% lower than the recent 10-year average. Now, there were some uh, unusual things. Uh, Increases over 2022 was mallards. They're up 200%. Widgeons are up, shovelers, ringneck, and one other species, the canvasback. However, when you combine all of those, that is only about 33,000 total ducks. Uh, the the largest p- portion of Louisiana's ducks that come down here are what you might want to call our bread and butter ducks, the gray duck or gadwall, the blue wing and green wing teal and pintail, those are all seriously down. Green wing teal from last year, which was by no means a bonanza, it was 128,000 this time last year. They're down to 51,000. Uh, they're down about almost 50,000 on blue wing teal. Uh, shovelers. Uh, this year are, are up. We only had 14,000 last year, 81,000 this year, and mallards are up from 2,000 to 6,000. And now the mallards and the shovelers uh, increase tells me that the droughts in the northern parts of the the uh, flyway is what's causing that. But what's happening evidently is when if the ducks have come, they don't like what they see. I saw some flyover of the southwest Louisiana marshes and it was uh, it was nothing less than, than horrible. It's, it's dried up, crawfish ponds, rice fields, not holding any water. It's going to be some bright spots. If you've got any water with any feed in it, you're probably going to have a pretty good, at least first split of the duck season. But for the rest of you going out there, good luck to you. You're going to need it. Waterfowl numbers seriously down in Louisiana. But that can change. Hard, cold, rainy weather coming. It uh, could drive some ducks down here and improve our habitat. All right, on to Alabama buck hunters, big buck hunters. The Outdoor Alabama Big Buck Challenge is underway. This is sponsored by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, and I love this. If you enter the Alabama Big Buck Challenge, it's called the Iron Bowl of Deer Season. If you send upload a picture of you and your buck from this season or any past season, uh, you will be entered into a drawing to win two Iron Bowl tickets and a hunting prize package. Now, the deadline for entering that drawing is going to be Monday, November the 20th. However, there's another drawing going to be done uh, before January 16th, which will uh, also include a chance to win two Auburn versus Alabama basketball tickets and a hunting prize package. So uh, just upload your photo. It's got to have you and your harvested buck this season, any season past, and you might just get yourself two tickets to the 2023 Iron Bowl or the 2024 Alabama Auburn basketball game and also one of those hunting prize packages. You'll find out the details. Go to Outdoor Alabama. Just Google the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. Great little program. Two big giveaways, so get in on them. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to re-run, re-talk about those new regulations for speckle trout and what happened to the redfish regulations. They got shot down by the legislature, but they didn't make any comments on the speckled trout, so that goes into effect 
on November 20th. We'll tell you what you're looking at as far as new regulations for specs and your comments and questions at 504-260-1870. We're back right after this. Well, the new speckled trout regulations for statewide Louisiana was released this week. It kind of leaked out a little bit earlier, but it's official. Effective Monday, November 20th. These are your new regulations. Size limit, 13-inch minimum, 20-inch total length. That's a slot. If you catch a fish between 13 and 20, you keep it. Now, you are allowed to keep two of your 15 total over that 20-inch maximum length, two over the slot. Now, if you're fishing with a charter guide and their deckhands, they cannot keep a bag limit while doing a four-hire trip, but they can engage in fishing activity to assist passengers. So it's not real clear what that means. Uh, can they catch the fish and add them to your limit? I would assume they can by assisting passengers. But, for instance, if three of you go on a guided trip, uh, you're going to be able to keep 45 fish total. You're 15, but not the guides and deckhands, no matter who put them in the boat. So that being said, uh, what are you thinking? I'd love to hear from you. You're happy with it? You're sad about it? Would you like to have seen something else? Redfish. We got some people asking about what happened to the redfish regulation change. Well, it was shot down. Uh, They wanted to go to three redfish, down from the current five. The slot limit would go to 18 to 24 with nothing allowed over 24. Right now it's 27. You can keep one. Uh, That was what the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries biologists said that would get us fully recovered by 2033. It would take 10 years of that regulation. Well, the Joint Natural Resources Committee, in their infinite wisdom, said, no, we're rejecting it. This is not good. We don't want it. So it's shot down. Now, there is one little ray of hope to save it. Uh, Governor John Bell Edwards has the power. He can overturn that decision and allow these rules by the Louisiana Wildlife and Fishes Commission to take effect. Of course, then I guess they could vote down his veto, too, and I'm not sure what the percentage would take to do that. But that's the only hope it's got for now. Otherwise, it's back to that drawing board again to come up with another plan and try to get approval from the legislature. What are you thinking? All right, we're hearing from the frog lawyer this morning. He says the Lafayette Kayak Fishing Club Turkey Trout Bowl at Preen Lake. Where's the Lafayette Yakker? Where are you, Bruce? Haven't heard from you in a while. All right, we got the Steel Man reporting in from Slidell's area's public land. Uh, Big Burr and him did good with the Ducks on Texas's opener last weekend. Uh, J Bull, H Dog, and him are giving it uh, a go today. Trying to reclaim the deckhand position is J Bull. They're bringing prime New York strip steaks for a blind snack. Really? And H uh, Dog celebrated a little too much last night, and he fed the fish this morning. I think we can read into that. Happy hunting. Uh, That's from the steel man. Well, here's the worm. He says, what do you know? The worm's making it three in a row. He went back to the Lake Catherine Marina last two weeks, and they have caught 14 nice flounders. Please tell me you released them. We got a flounder closure till December the 1st. Trout would have been nice. Uh, He left the window cracked on the truck and uh, been treated to a full truck of mosquitoes. Something's biting today. All right, we got the backstrap stacker. He's checking in from Clark County in Alabama. He thanks the Lord for the much-needed rain, and we even need more. His food plots and dusty truck needed every drop. The little backstrapper, who I got a picture of, a really nice buck he shot, 
is sleeping on this youth weekend, but he's going to be out this afternoon. Wishing everyone a great day. Someone wants to hear about the upcoming crawfish season. I haven't seen anything official, but I got to think it's going to be similar to the duck situation. Um, a lot of lack of water in the prime uh, rice field and crawfish pond area, southwest Louisiana. Hopefully the Atchafalaya Basin can come through and have a bumper crop. All right, we're hearing from Captain Ross L. Uh, he's had a great week of catching limits of trout and some monster trout. What do you define as a monster trout? He says, get out there and fish, and thank you to all the veterans. Well, thank you for that. And uh, new speckled trout regulations, uh, he's happy. Next, he says, get serious of about curbing the abuse of the resource by the pogie boats. Recreational fisher folk doing our part. Now let commercial fishermen do theirs. Oh, that's from uh, Miriam on Bayou Lacombe. Haven't heard from you in a while. Good morning, Miriam, and thanks for that uh, little part of our opinion. Uh, we got Uncle David. He's checking in from Happy Jack, Louisiana. Looking a little rough down there, he says. And our buddy Wingbone, the uh, turkey call maker from Wilmer, Alabama. He's working on a turkey call and reminds everyone, be careful hunting or fishing. Uh, Mother Nature will win. Yep, she's a formidable opponent, no doubt. Uh, Here's one from Smokey. Good morning, Don. I listened to all three hours of the recent Natural Resources Committee meeting concerning those proposed changes to the redfish regulations. I'm not sure why we pay biologists to make recommendations if the politicians are not going to listen to them. No issues with the speckled trout regulations. Those tasty trout fillets are destined only for the hot grease and not the freezer at my house. Fresh is best. That's from Smokey. And Smokey, I shared your pain. Uh, I suffered through that same meeting and, and, and watched it on Zoom. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to say. Yeah, you're right. We've got these biologists that come up with the best information. They try to involve the public doing public meetings and open up uh, lines of communication for them to comment, po- comment periods. And then the politicians who supposedly represent their constituents and Reflect what they say. So, uh, But for now, unless uh, Governor John Bell Edwards decides to overturn that vote uh, with a veto, uh, we're stuck with the same redfish regulations until they come up with something the legislature deems workable and feasible. All right, well, we've got uh, more texts coming. We'll get to those a little bit later on. But right now, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to head for Grand Isle, check in with Captain Darrell Carpenter. He operates Real Screamers. Dot com and he knows a lot about fishing in that area, and he'll share that info with us next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, fall is a great time to fish in Grand Isle because you don't have near the crowds that you do during the summertime, do you, Captain Darrell Carpenter? Oh, no, Don, and especially this year. I mean, with this economy and all, it's, it's ghost town city around here. Well, that can be a benefit as far as access to spots and getting in and out of launches and getting the supplies you need. Uh, what's yeah. been any pattern that you found this week? Uh, Don, all the man, look, you know, we talked last week. I was, I was listening to uh, Robbie and him talk about, you know, the, the good week they had last week, and ours was, wasn't so. But uh, all the stars and the moon and the wind and, the, you know, they'd all aligned this week. We had that southern flow return. We had, what, three or four days of reduced wind where, you know, Everything just everything just lined up right, man. It, it was just a it was a speckled trout slaughter this week, and you know it, it it reminds me of the Grand Isle of old, where up until Thanksgiving week was usually the trigger where we would just you know that fall fishing was just on fire, 
this week it was anywhere near the coast. The the all the passes, the rock jetties, uh, you name it. Uh, all those new rocks they put up in in the past. Just very very nice speckled trout. And you know, Don, we talk about how you know how the speckled trout spawn works and all. A lot of these fish still had eggs in them. Uh, whether it's just been warm enough and salty enough that they're going to spawn again. Or, or, you know, I don't know what Mother Nature is going to do with it. But, man, I'm, I'm talking about this week it was just a speckle, a speckle trout smackdown. And um didn't matter what it was, plastic, topwaters, um, um, you know, live, live shrimp, it didn't matter. Uh, it just, if you were in the right spot anywhere near calm, clean water near that coast, you were catching speckle trout. Man, I love to hear that. Darrell, what's been the talk since the news broke about the new regulations? I know Grand Isle had some opposition to that 13-inch because uh, notoriously the middle part of the state typically catches smaller fish but in larger quantities. Uh, I guess it's like anything else. Some people are happy and some are not. Yeah, the majority the majority in our area are not, and I, I feel like rightfully so. I mean, you know, our big argument is is what's going to be the mortality rate. We're going to end up killing 10 times more fish. Uh, if you watch Wildlife and Fisheries video about how they tell you how to handle speckled trout, they don't even want you to bring it out of the water. You know, uh, I mean, the speckled trout is kind of delicate whenever it comes to release. And those that we are releasing, the ones we can get to the boat in the summertime, the ones we are releasing are all getting eaten by flipper. So, uh, you know, uh, the mortal- I, I think some of these regulations, I understand the regulations. I understand they want to increase the speckled trout population, but in that Barataria Basin, they're going to increase the mortality probably 70%, 80%. In fact, uh, I talked to some of the NOAA folks that were there this year doing a survey on, on the dolphins, and uh, our dolphin population in Barataria Bay alone was estimated to be well over 2,000. Yeah, well, you know, I thought they were on the right track when they were looking at doing three different zones like we do for shrimping. You know, the eastern and the western ends of the state, uh, you know, you could go to a bigger uh, minimum size, but for the central portion of the state to keep it that way, where if somebody goes out there and you got a 15-fish limit and it's 12 inches, you're not going to be fishing long. Like like the instances you had this week, your trip would have been done on right. speckled trout and you would have left a lot of fish in the water. So it remains to be seen, but... Uh, that's what we got to live with, well, and I think it's going to be all the way till at least April of 2027 before they even look and, and at an assessment that, to and, make any changes. And with that, do you not feel a little bit misled? I mean, we were asked to increase the license, the license prices, and all, all to fund LA Creel because it was able to be basin specific regulations. And uh, all of a sudden now, I mean, this administration is saying LA Creel is not good enough for that. You know. Yeah. Uh, Darrell, what is the, the, the talk amongst the guides uh, down there about the guides and deckhands not being able to keep a, a bag limit? Uh, are they okay with that, that it's only going to be the passengers that can keep a limit of fish on a pay trip? Yeah, we're fine with that. Now, we, we were very instrumental. We were instrumental in making sure that, you know, when we got kids on the boat, when we've got people from out of town, we've got people that don't fish very often, we were instrumental in making sure that it didn't prevent pre- – pre- stop us from from going through the act of fishing. I mean, there's too much stuff we have to demonstrate. There's too much right. stuff that we've got to, you know, we're trying to teach. So we can still go through the act of fishing. But, you know, Don, your more established guides for years have, for the most part, not been catching their limits anyway. I mean, it's, right. it's just something we knew. We could see it was coming. 
you know, so we, we had kind of, you know, we found ways to just slow, slow down on that. I'm not going to say it never happened, but I haven't kept my limit in a long time on a boat. Yeah. But you do need the fish, like you say, to be able to find the fish, to determine the pattern, to help the passengers. But, again, there's some guides that are threatening lawsuits that say, no, it's my right to be able to keep my fish, and you can't stop me from doing it. So we'll we'll see where that goes. And I started to make that phone call this week because I know who you're talking about. He was very verbal about it at the at the meetings, and and I'm, I'm curious. I'm I'm curious whether or not they're going forward with that because I believe they do have a very good argument. Uh, seeing well, how Louisiana uh, Louisiana makes a guide by that recreational license, I, right. I just don't see how they can how they can restrict it. Well, that remains to be seen. Realscreamers.com. That's where you're going to find him. Thanks, Daryl. We got to run. We'll catch up with you again next week. Always good to talk. Have a good one, Don. All right, we're back with our number two. We're going to get some more of your text, uh, continue to talk about the new speckled trout regulations and more on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.